0: Hey hey everybody, it's Nairby from cerealandgrapejuice.com at I am Nerby on Twitter and Instagram, do on Twitch. Follow me there because there's nothing more exciting in life than sitting at home and watching someone else play video games. Follow me on all those places and, but who cares? It's time for another episode of Bayside Buddy. This is episode 25. 25 years of Bayside Buddy. Wow, it's almost as long as I've been alive. And today we're going to be checking out uh, Saved by the Bell, Season 3, Episodes 15 and 16. Two great episodes, one of which is one of my all-time favorites. Not the all-time favorite, but one of my all-time favorites. But it's not the first one we're going to be checking out, which is Date Auction, Season 3, Episode 15. Air date November 9th, 1991. And we start with a student council meeting, and Kelly states that the cheerleaders need more money for for, uh, new uniforms... Zach suggests have, suggests giving them half the money, and just have them wear bikinis. And a girl named Wendy laughs her ass off at that idea. So we're seeing this uh, this uh, character. Uh, then a dude with a stick up his ass, who's uh, apparently one of the lead members because he's sitting at the table, says that he likes the idea as the cheerleaders support the school. Belding says that they can't afford new uniforms because the budget is only six hundred dollars building asks for any other motions, and Zach says that he'd like to see the cheerleaders in motion, which makes Wendy crack up again. Uh, this Wendy character is played by Judy Carmen, and uh, I think she's cute. I always thought she was cute, this uh, girl. And uh, But this is the only episode we saw her in, and she hasn't done really anything since uh, the mid-90s. I looked it up on IMDb, so it's unfortunate, man. She was a cutie. Anyway, the dude with the stick up his butt suggests raising more money, and Kelly has the idea of a date auction... Because she believes that Zack and Slater will bring in a lot of money. Jessie, however, disagrees because she's Jessie and she sees date auctions as degrading, but the rest of the group approves and the idea passes. The meeting ends, and Lisa reveals to Kelly that she's pretty much gaga for the dude with the stick up his butt, who we find out is named Brian. Jessie arrives and she's upset about the date auction. But Lisa's all for it as she's single and looking for a prime hunk who happens to have a stick up his ass. (laughs) We then see Zack, Slater, and Screech. And Slater believes that he's going to bring in more money than Zack. But Zack disagrees. As does Screech. Who approaches a girl named Claudia and asks her how much that she'd pay to go out on a date with him. And Claudia replies that she would pay $50 to not go out with him. So... Hey, you can't win them all, Screech. There's uh, plenty of fish in the sea. Anyway, the bell rings and Jesse is upset at Slater because he's her boyfriend, and he's entering the date auction. Which uh, I can kind of understand that because, uh, especially when you're a teenager, man, if you're uh, if you're involved with somebody and all of a sudden your school holds a dating auction and and the person you're involved in decides to enter, that's uh, like uh, excuse moi. <laughs> anyway, Jesse tells Slater to go ahead and enter. But she says she's not going to bid on his ass. And we then go to the max where we see Scott Wolf. Back where he belongs playing waiter. So yeah, he obviously hasn't uh, joined a Party of Five yet. Then again, this was 91. I, don't, I never watched Party of Five, but I think that was maybe mid-90s. Maybe l- soon, basically. But he's still doing the waiter thing. Uncredited. Because he doesn't deserve any recognition. <laughs> I love ripping on the dude. Check him out in the movie Go. That's a great movie. Anyway, Lisa joins Brian Stickboy at one of the tip booths at the Max.
1: Hi, Brian. It was really nice of you to support the cheerleaders. It was nothing. What are you reading?
2: The
3: Hunchback of Notre Dame.
1: Oh, a football book.
3: <laughs> no, the Hunchback didn't make the team. This is a classic.
1: Ever read Confessions of a Mall Queen? It's a classic, too.
3: Shucks. I'm afraid I missed that one.
1: Oh, don't worry. I can lend you my copy. So, does your girlfriend mind that you're in the auction?
3: I don't have a girlfriend.
1: All right. (laughs) Excuse me? I mean, it's alright to be single. It's my favorite quality in a man.
3: Yeah, well, if you'll excuse me, I have to go to a French lecture.
1: Well, as they say in France, bye-bye, baby. (laughs)
3: Sure.
0: (laughs) Oh, this guy. Uh, We're not done with him, unfortunately. Anyway, Zach then arrives at the max and he greets a girl named Linda. Or so he thinks that's her name until Linda tells Zach that her name is actually Lydia. Zach asks the former Linda if she's made a decision about bidding on him at the date auction. And Lydia says that she has not. Then Kelly arrives to take their orders as she is back to working at the Max as well. So she's still a waitress at the Max. And Zach says that he doesn't want anything unless there's a date with Lydia on the menu. And we then go to the girls' locker room at Bayside where where Jesse's holding a meeting with a bunch of girls. And she she pretty much threatens to beat their asses if any of them, including Lisa and Kelly, bid on Slater. She was uh, Elizabeth Berkeley was great here. She was taking no taking no crap, man. You bid on my man, yeah. You see your face, yeah. It's gonna meet the pavement. It's pretty much what she told every one of them. And we then go then to the start of the date auction, and the first hunk on the block is Herbert who everyone might remember is the blonde haired nerd with the, he's, he's got that Afro-ish hair and he's kind of tall. Well, that's his name is Herbert apparently. And the bidding for Herbert starts at $5 until we twirly wipe to later on where Herbert sells to a nerd girl for 15 cents and the girls in the audience go, ah and woo. Yeah. Stop patronizing Herbert, man. You know you wouldn't freaking give him the time of day. <laughs> anyway, next up is Brian the Stick Boy. And Lisa and another girl have a little bidding war for him until Lisa threatens to tell everyone about the her opponent's training bra. If she doesn't back down, which she does. And Brian the Stick Boy is then sold to Lisa for $30, much to the dismay on his face uh, as Belding was going, going once, going twice. Brian was looking at Belding, as if to say, "Dude, come on, man, just just give it some time. Not not her, you know." So, this dude, I don't like him at all. <laughs> and we then move on to the next hunk.
2: Next up, A. C. Slater. <laughs> Show him those biceps, son. Hey. Yeah. Hey, we'll start the bidding at five dollars. <laughs> Okay, give me $4.
1: Jesse bid on him. Get real, Missy.
2: $3?
1: Slater, he looks so embarrassed. I bid $10.
2: (gasps) I have $10 going once, going twice. You are promised to Kelly Kapowski.
1: Slater, I forbid you to go out with Kelly.
3: Hey, she bid fair and square. I guess I have a date for the dance and you don't.
2: <laughs> That's what you think, Buster. Our next eligible honk is one of my favorites. I bid 25 bucks. So we grow to love each other.
0: Yes, once again, Jesse is awesome here. And just as awesome we got a quick look at the little slater strut <laughs> when he walked off with kelly oh that little strut of his <laughs> oh, i especially love it when he, there's an episode he does it i think uh, it's the epi- I, I think it's an episode where they go to a club and they find out that people are smoking weed and slater's trying to pick up chicks and He's bombing all over the place and it's we're gonna get there I love that Slater is freaking hilarious in these later episodes but now it was time for Zach's auction
2: Our next participant needs no introduction Zach Morris come on, baby. okay okay now do I have five dollars Baby you've got 25 30. I have 30 do I hear 35? 35 35. Forty. Whoa, we've got heated forty. Do I hear fifty? Anyone? Fifty dollars. (laughs) Fifty.
1: I bid seventy five
2: dollars. Seventy five dollars. Going once. Going twice. One hundred dollars. Wow, where do you kids get your allowances anyway? Going once t- going twice Zach Morris you are promised to Wendy Park
0: Yeah, not cool Zach you know screw Zach in his freaking baby blue Huxtable sweater here. He doesn't deserve to wear the Huxtable sweater. I mean as I said I, th- I always thought the girl who plays Wendy here was just a cutie and a half she's bubbly. She just seems like she'd just be a blast to hang out with, man. Just, Zach, take that sweater off. Anyway, we got a commercial break, after which we head back to the Max, where Lisa sees Brian, the stick boy, and she's excited for their their, uh, dance date, so this auction was for dates for an upcoming dance. Brian, however, is obviously not excited, as he says that he and Lisa are different because he likes things like Catcher in the Rye, which Lisa mistakes for a book about baseball. And Stick Boy gets up and leaves. I read Catcher in the Rye in grade twelve. Uh, well, I didn't think much of it, but all right. Anyway, Zach and Slater then arrive, and Wendy is there to meet Zach and go over the dance date. And uh, Wendy was seriously looking just. Cute as hell here, with her big eyes and her big smile. Seriously, man, go back and watch this episode if you can find it somewhere, or even clips of it. When they, she, they, she's a cutie, man, keep her in. But, uh, oh well. And she hasn't done nothing since like '95. Maybe she didn't want to do nothing. Maybe just the whole experience of Zach and the bl- baby blue Huxable sweater just turned her off. So, anyway, the, Wendy and Zach sit down. And Wendy tells Zach how excited she is about the dance. And Zach suddenly fakes an injury that he said he got from track and he leaves. Telling Wendy to pray for him, which she does. And we then see Slater and Lisa at a table together. And Lisa wants Slater's honest opinion about her. Slater tells Lisa that she's pretty. Which she is. She's fun at parties, which I'm sure she is. And she never has bad breath, which I'm sure she doesn't. And she's a great dancer. Uh... Well, well, yeah, she, I guess she was all right as the in uh, Hot Sunday. When I first heard that, I was thinking back to the very first episode where her and Screech did the sprain. and you know, Well, you can't really blame Lisa for her dance in that bit because she was hopping on one leg. That little pity friggin' victory. Come on. Slater and Kelly deserve to win that. But yeah, go back and listen to that episode of Bayside Buddy, episode one. Anyway, Lisa gets upset... As this is all that Slater can come up with, and thus she believes that this makes her an airhead, and she gets up and storms off. As Slater is left wondering about his bad luck with women lately, because <laughs> he's suddenly Jesse's not just Jesse's, you know, Jesse's doing the Jesse thing, <laughs> and Lisa, uh, Slater upset Lisa. So screw you too, Slater. And we then go back to Bayside for the ending of another student council meeting jesse announces that the cheerleader uniforms have been ordered like much to her dismay and she calls kelly miss blah blah sis bloom blah and leaves so i love jesse just all just jealous great job by elizabeth berkeley she's just awesome and kelly now feels sad because jesse's sad well jesse's not so much sad as much as she's pissed off and she's out for blood and now Kelly wants to call off the date with Slater, but Slater says, hell no, because he wants to teach Jesse a lesson. He actually says that. I want to teach her a lesson. It's not the first time he said that in the show. He said it uh, in uh, the episode where Zach uh, did the the subliminal messaging with everybody and everybody gave Zach their heart. And then when in the big revelation, Slater says, we did it to teach you a lesson. That just sounds very corny, teach you a lesson. Why don't you just say, it's going to stick it to you. Yeah. And Elisa then arrives at the student council meeting. She's dressed in like smart business attire with glasses. And she's carrying a stack of books.
1: Sorry, I'm late. I was in the library reading up on Tolstoy or Tolstoy as it is often pronounced in Eastern Europe.
2: (laughs) Lisa
3: the nail polish fumes must have gone to her head
1: (laughs) hello Brian
3: Lisa is that you
1: (laughs) of course it's me
3: you've really been reading Tolstoy
1: oh I just loved Anna Karenina I cried at the end when she threw herself under the train
3: Lisa I'm impressed
1: well you inspired me to become a more serious student Brian
3: really well Here let me help you with those books I know a quiet little corner in the library Where we can both read together
1: I hope I'm dressed right (laughs) I mean the library might be chilly
3: You can borrow my sweater
0: (laughs) (sighs) Don't sell yourself out To anybody people It's not cool it's a waste of time I did that Most Most recent time I did it was back in 2015 When I just Got in shape lost a bunch of weight and then I started post- posting a bunch of inspirational memes on Facebook. Okay, I'm a dude, okay? You know why I did that? It was it wasn't to inspire anybody, it was to friggin' like, attract the attention of the females. So I'm just saying, don't sell yourself out, okay? There's nothing wrong with being inspirational, but that's not me. That's that's never was me. I, I like crude, vulgar humor. Okay, not uh Hang in there, kid. Not that kind of... Come on, man. But I, I was a sellout back then, but now I'm not. By the way, hang in there. <laughs> anyway, we then go to the, in the hall of uh, Bayside where Zach is drinking from a water fountain and Wendy arrives. Hi, Zach. Feeling
3: better? Oh, oh, oh well, well, the doctors all deal with intensive acupuncture, needle therapy, um, deep tissue massage, and vitamin B shots. I, I might recuperate and live a normal life. But, of course, I won't be able to dance
1: well, I oh. called your house to see how you were, and your mom said you were out surfing.
3: Uh, uh, well, well, I was body surfing. You see, you have to lie down to do that. Oh. This is
1: also you don't have to go to the dance with me, isn't it?
3: No, Wendy. Because I don't look
1: like Lydia or Kelly or L McPherson. Wendy, look. I've heard the I'm sick excuses before, but I thought you were different. I'll have more fun going to the dance by myself. At least I'll be with someone who's honest.
0: Yeah, that's right. Take that. Take that. Take that, Zach. You friggin' clown, friggin' preppy. Ugh, tell you, man. Beautiful people. Well, as a beautiful person myself, ha. Huh, you know, I don't treat people like that, man. I mean, look at me. I'm friggin'. I'm ogling all over Wendy in this episode, and it's not me being patronizing. I truly do think the girl's a cutie and a half. I totally would have dated her. Bloody hell! I bet she's pretty smoking hot now. But yeah, it's just too bad that this is was this Wendy's only episode. But yeah, what are you going to do? We got a commercial, and after the commercial, Lisa and Stick Boy are at the max.
3: Descartes was my favorite philosopher. He said, I think, therefore I am.
0: Well, yes, but I ask
1: if I think not, am I not? <laughs> I think not. Don't you think? <laughs>
3: Lisa, I was wrong about you. Your brain teasers are driving me wild.
1: Well, I've always loved philosophy. For example, what is art? Are we art? Is art, art. Um, excuse me, Lisa, phone call, it's art. <laughs> <laughs> Have you hurt yourself lately? Yeah, I'm good, aren't I? Brian really likes the new intellectual me. Brian isn't liking the real Lisa. He's liking some fake phony philosopher. Well, yeah, but this phony has a boyfriend. The old Lisa didn't.
0: Uh boy. Go back and watch how pathetic Lisa looked when she said the, that the old Lisa didn't have a boyfriend. Just don't do this. Don't do that, people. Don't act fake to impress anybody, okay? Even if it works. Because if it does work, guess what? You'll be expected to be that way forever. So thank God it didn't work for me back in 2015. I did score. I wouldn't call it score. But no, then again, it wasn't on Facebook. I did the the dating site thing. And uh, dudes, in particular dudes, if you're listening, do not, do not, I repeat with a capital, do effing not waste your time on the dating sites. I speak from experience. <laughs> It's a waste of time, but more importantly, don't sell yourself out, all right, especially if you decide to go on dating sites, dudes, okay, don't be this, oh, I like long walks on the beach and all this, I like picnics, and yeah, well, come on, no dude likes that, just saying. (laughs) Anyway, Jessie then arrives at the max, and she wants to help, she wants Zach's help with, uh, with Screech. Because Screech is driving her nuts. She says that Screech thinks that he's in love with her now. And he sent Jesse a bouquet of stems with no flowers. And he sent her some leftovers from home instead of candy. (laughs) Because Screech is great. (laughs) Screech then arrives at the max. He flirts with Jesse. And he tells her that he brought her something to chew on in between classes. His mom's meatloaf, and he drops it off in a brown paper bag, (laughs) gives Jesse a kiss on the cheek, and leaves. (laughs) You see, Screech don't fake it for anybody. Well, there was that episode where he pretended to be Zach, but that was awesome. Jesse's now worried about what people will think when they see her and Screech at the dance together, and Zach, of all people, after everything we've seen, tells Jesse that underneath it all, Screech is a great guy. But Jesse still wants to get out of the date, but Zach tells her that, hey, you made the agreement, and now you have to fulfill your commitment. Jesse, upon hearing this words of wisdom, realizes that she's being stuck up, and she agrees to, Zig- to give Zach a chance, Zach. And then she basically, unknowingly, guilt trips Zach to make him realize that he's been an ass. Basically tells Zach that, oh, you know... I've been a real ass, Zach. Good thing I—the good thing I—I I wish I was as great as great a person as you have been with Wendy, Zach. And upon hearing this, Zach realizes what a piece of crap he's been, as he was doing exactly what Jesse was doing and worrying what people would think when they saw him and Wendy together. And now he looks conflicted as we head on to the dance. At the dance, we see Jesse and, uh, and Screech having a good time, just dancing all wacky on the dance floor. Obviously, Screech is leading, and Jesse's following, and she's digging it. So, there you go. Meanwhile, Zach, Herbert, and uh, another nerd, the uh, nerd of color with the... Eh, 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 that one. They're all sitting on the bleachers, dateless. And it turns out that Herbert and the, the other nerds, their girls, uh, apparently had to move to Europe, which... Uh, is, cr- ...is messed up. I mean, the girl paid 15 cents and... ...uh, okay. Suspension of disbelief. We're going to see a lot of suspension of, dis- of disbelief... ...in this episode of Bayside Buddies. Sierra on <laughs> Wendy then arrives at the dance... ...and Zach walks up to her... ...and tells her that he'd like to dance with her. This seems to make Wendy happy... ...and she asks Zach what changed his mind. And Zach, the genius that he is... ...says that he made a commitment... But more importantly, because he's so friggin' genius, he said that he, he said that he feels guilty about dumping her. You freaking loser. <laughs> Shockingly, that didn't work. <laughs> As Wendy tells Zach basically to piss off. As she doesn't want to be Zach's date just because he feels guilty. And she walks away. And I was like, yeah, you go girl. You know, I'm right here, man. I'm, I'm right here. N'erby's here. Let's go dance. Let's go go to video arcades and then watch some movies, play some PlayStation, have some fun. And we then see Lisa and Brian dancing together. And Brian is all, he's very happy about how Lisa's changed. And Lisa says that she wanted Brian to respect her. And she, and she says that she's seen a lot of foreign films and she's now learning French. And Lisa then asks Stick Boy... If you'd like to go to the mall tomorrow instead of a cello concert. Upon hearing this, Brian thinks that Lisa's joking and he laughs it off. As we see Jesse and Screech still dancing like freaks on the dance floor, while Slater watches on and he's smiling, ignoring Kelly, until he accidentally calls her Jesse. Kelly heads off to get ready to show off some, or uh, to show off the new cheerleader uniforms, and Belding takes Slater to get some punch. And Slater replies, sure, Mr. Jesse. <laughs> and Slater is then joined by Screech.
3: Well, that Spano's one amazing chick. Really gets my mojo going, eh? <laughs> yeah, I know, she's one terrific girl. You mean you miss her? Look, I don't want to talk about her, okay, Screech? Slater, are you okay? Oh, hang in there, you big galoot. <laughs> Jesse, get out on the dance floor with Slater.
1: What about us?
3: Try to forget about me. I'm breaking his heart, Mama.
1: Hi there. Mama's back.
0: <laughs> yes, well done, Screech. Coming through for his buddies. As he always does, Screech is definitely the overall best just best dude in the say by the Bell universe all right he he's there for his buds he's there to help he lets them take advantage of him and we haven't even got to the episode where Zach and uh, Lisa uh, yeah fashion show and so on but we're getting there anyway <laughs> Lisa sees uh, Jesse and Slater makeup and she's excited but Brian is not. And he mocks the both of them as well as Zach. Lisa then becomes sick of Stick Boy's bullcrap. She removes the glasses. She removes the the fancy business coat. And tells Stick Boy to piss off, pretty much. Kelly then arrives to show off the new cheerleader cheerleader uniforms, which look like the usual uniforms. <laughs> and she does a little cheer. <laughs> she Seriously, they did. I didn't notice anything different. Anyway, Belding then announces the last dance, which is a slow dance. Lisa dances with Screech, which was great to see. I liked seeing that, you know, doing a little slow dance. Not that they were, like, all close cheek-to-cheek, but Lisa had a nice smile on her face. Screech, I'm sure, was very happy he got to dance with Lisa. Kelly dances with Belding. Slater dances cloth with Jesse. And Zach approaches Wendy one last time. Hey,
3: Wendy. over. What do you say?
1: I thought we went over this, Zach. You don't have to. Hey, give
3: me a break. I want to.
1: Mind if I cut in? Go ahead. It's, it's all right. Oh,
3: no, thanks. Wendy's my day tonight. But we'll look for you later at the Max.
1: <laughs> the Max? You're asking me out after the dance?
3: Well, Yeah. Might even have some fun.
1: I mean, if that's okay. No, fun is good. I, I like fun.
3: <laughs> and I like you.
0: Yeah, that's right. Take a hike, Louise. Or whatever her name was. Stack is still an ass. Anyway, then we got the credits on a classic episode. Great episode. Ah, the little Slater strut. Screech, showing uh, Jesse a good time. Great episode. I loved it. Very good. Lisa, as I said, when she sold out. But I, I, that was just crazy. I'm like, how, how does Lisa not get a dude? Maybe, maybe a lot of the dudes at Bayside thought she was stuck up, a stuck up rich girl. But come on, man. Ugh, anyway. Uh, suspension to disbelief, I guess. Anyway, we now move on to Season 3, Episode 16. Say it by the Bell. This is one of my all-time favorite episodes. This one is called All in the Mall. Also aired on November 9th, 1991. We start at the mall. As we see a long lineup. And Slater, uh, Zach, Kelly, and Lisa arrive. Kelly and Lisa are not happy to see the line. As they the group are there to buy U2, t- U2 concert tickets. YouTube's still going today. Well, not really at this specific moment, because as I record this, we are in the COVID times, but once all that's cleared, I'm sure YouTube will be back up and running. Uh, Zach and Slater have come up with a plan, basically telling Kelly and uh, Lisa to chill. And the plan was having Screech sleep in the mall overnight, because uh, suspension of disbelief in the Saved by the Bell universe, you're allowed to sleep in a mall overnight. (laughs) And in the morning, Screech was the first in line. The gang decided to leave Screech in line to buy five tickets, which was when I realized, when they said five tickets, this is when I realized that there was no Jesse here. And Jesse's not in this episode, I guess. uh, This was 91, so they would have either filmed this in early 91 or late 90, maybe. So maybe Jesse was uh, about to do striptease. I don't know, but there was no Jesse in this episode. But, uh, yeah, anyway, the box office opens, and Screech asks for five tickets, and the closest possible view, and the box office guy comes up with seats in the mezzanine or the orchestra, and Screech has to decide, and he starts to panic, as he doesn't want to make the wrong choice, so he asks the guy behind him to hold his spot, <laughs> so he can go and ask Zach. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh, man! We then go to later on and we see uh, Zach and Slater window shopping where they come across a mannequin display of a wedding party. <laughs> Screech arrives and Zach is happy to see him until Screech says that he doesn't have the tickets yet because he needs to know if Zach wants seats in the mezzanine or the orchestra. <sighs> By the way, mezzanine, that's not close, man. I've gone to several uh, Toronto Symphony Orchestra concerts and the mezzanine is is they're good seats, but they're not up front. Like so, I don't. So what was the what was the, unless I'm missing something? What was the box office guy thinking about? The orchestra is the closest. Heck, I sat front row at one of, at a Toronto Symphony Orchestra show. It was excellent, man. You ever get a chance to go see a full Symphony Orchestra? Go, it's it's amazing to hear that live, especially if you hear it uh, as I drone off here. I got to several movies in concerts where the Toronto Symphony Orchestra performs the entire score of a movie as the movie plays on a big screen. I saw uh, Star Wars a New Hope, Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring, Home Alone, several others with the with the orchestra. It was amazing. You got you got to check it out if you ever get the opportunity. I'm hoping they come out with Avengers Endgame in a concert cuz uh, I got to hear that uh, that big uh, That number when, uh, for those who know what I'm talking about, when all the Avengers return via the, uh, portals and that music playing, I got to hear that live. Must be amazing. Anyway, Zack and Slater freak out, but Screech assures them that his spotted line has been saved. (laughs) Uh, poor naive Screech. And this is when the aforementioned guy who was supposed to save Screech's spot shows up and we find out that he doesn't speak English. And he smiles and he walks away with his tickets in hand. Zach and Slater are now pissed. And they tell Screece to get back in line. As he doesn't want to miss out on the concert. And well, they're definitely not they're definitely not gonna get close seats now. If they're lucky, they'll get nosebleeds. I mean this was before the internet, before concerts would sell out in literally seconds on the internet. But even back in the day, come on man, you two concert, those are going quick. And we then go to Kelly who's joined by Zack and Slater and they tell her about Screech leaving the line and Kelly gets ticked off. Lisa arrives and joins the group as she just came from a shoe store and she finds a bag beside the bench that they're sitting on and the bag doesn't seem to belong to anybody.
1: Okay, hey, whose bag is this? It's mm, not <gasps> Whoa, Mama!
2: Whoa, Mama!
1: Is that the money? Smells like it. Oh. Uh, sounds like 5,000, give or take or oh, 20. Oh, yes,
3: yes. This is gonna be a good day after all.
1: Wait a second. I mean, this isn't our Mm. money. I mean, some poor person lost it, and we have to return it.
3: Oh, get real, Kelly. What poor person has (laughs) $5,000? Well, if they weren't poor before, they're poor now. We can't keep
1: this. This It's somebody else's money.
3: All right, all right, let's be fair. I mean, if it is someone's money, we should give them time to reclaim it. Agreed? All right. Okay, good, good. Then I hereby invoke the five-foot-five-second rule. The what? If no one is within five feet of this money when I count to five, it's ours. Huh? One,
1: to ask around to see if anybody lost <laughs> $5,000.
3: Okay, okay. Has anyone lost $5,000?
1: <laughs> Look, I don't know what you two are arguing about. This is my money. I'm the one who found the bag.
3: Your money? You never would have found the bag if Zach and I didn't slide over so you could sit down. <laughs>
1: okay, I'll split it with you. All right. Split it with them? There wouldn't be a bag to find if I didn't sit at this bench. Used to be rattling on about Eddie and his heir Jordan.
3: Hold it. Hold it. Now, I think I've got a way to solve this money problem. How? Give it all to you? All right, I'll think of another way. You should give it all back. But not before you put it to work for us.
1: What does that mean?
3: That means we take the money and buy as many tickets as we can. Then we turn around and sell those puppies for a big profit. And the money is returned? Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll just think of this as like a short term loan with a great interest rate. Okay? All right, All that's right. cool. All right. All right, guys, come on, let's go find Screech. All right. Got right. the
0: money? Yeah, the money. <laughs> I love it. So much awesomeness just in this little bit from Lisa smelling and listening to the money <laughs> to Zach whispering has anyone see has anyone seen five thousand did you lose five thousand dollars <laughs> oh man but even back in 1991 there was no way of there was no way you were getting u two tickets as easily as they as they thought they were gonna get them after they discovered this five thousand dollars so how they thought they'd buy up a bunch with five thousand bucks I guess we'll see <laughs> anyway this is when we see two mysterious dudes pop out from behind a corner And they head to the bench and realize that the bag of money is gone. And they end up going looking for it. This is when we go back to the ticket line and see Screech is about... He's about the 15th person in line now, in the the queue. Zach and the crew arrive. They tell Screech that they found $5,000. And they tell him to buy up as many tickets as he can. The guys worry, though, as they need to get Screech up to the front of the line... And this is when we twirly wipe to Zach and Slater offering ice cream to a biggish dude who falls for it and leaves the line. Go back and look at this dude. He, 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 this, the, the little ponytail on the dude. Come on, man. <laughs> and the, I don't know if you'd call it acid wash jeans, but it was the 90s. <sighs> All right. <laughs> anyway, I had a pair of acid wash jeans that I never asked for. I got them for Christmas one year. One year uh, for Christmas. I put on my Christmas list, uh, I want a pair of black jeans and gray jeans. So my dad came up with the bright idea to mix in them and and got me a pair of stonewashed jeans slash wash jeans, which were a mix of black and gray. And I wore them one time that day and never again because they were ugly as hell. <laughs> this was the 90s as well. Anyway, uh, after the uh, Big Boy leaves the line, Zack and Slater flirt with a couple of nerd girls, getting by, you know, with their little fingers, saying, Hey, come this way if you want to make out or do whatever they plan on doing. Getting the girls to leave the line, Screech continues to move up. We then twirly-wip again, and we see Lisa and Kelly intentionally drop some bags on the ground, forcing a bunch of guys in line to leave and help. Hence, Lisa could have easily gotten a date just by dropping a bag. But this puts, uh, Screech in, this puts Screech second in line behind an old lady. Zack and Slater offer the old lady $200 to leave the line, and she agrees. And this puts Screech at the front of the line. But it's too late, as now the concert is sold out. Uh-huh. And we get a commercial break. And after the break, the gang is sitting in the food court, bummed, wondering what they're going to do now. Slater suggests buying some stocks which uh, uh let, let me let me segue here real quick about stocks anyone who who has heard about that GameStop stuff how GameStop a a company store that sells video game stuff and pop culture stuff just added a blue one day their stock went from about maybe 10 bucks a share to 400 in one day because uh, a bunch of people on Reddit were making it that way and this friggin' caused hedge funds to lose a bunch of money. So I literally, uh, today, a few days ago, attempted to buy some GameStop shares, okay, on Friday. And this was after the markets closed. So I had to wait until today, Monday. Yes, I'm recording this late. I had stuff to do on the weekend. I had to wait until Monday, today, for the, for the shares purchase to go through. I go and I log in. They won't. Let, they won't let anybody buy GameStop. They wouldn't let me buy GameStop shares because they're not. Because I'm not allowed to be a multimillionaire. So, friggin' stocks. Just saying that, man. It's just ridiculous how these wealthy ass clowns can just control this crap when things don't go their way. It's bullcrap, and it'll always be bullcrap. It'll never change. Boo. Anyway, Kelly wants to report the money missing because she's Kelly. And she tries to tell a mall cop, but Slater stops her by putting a sandwich in her mouth. And then an announcement comes over the PA stating that a second show for you 2 has been added due to high demand in ticket sales. And the tickets will go on sale tomorrow, which excites the gang. And they all agree to spend the night in the mall because suspension of disbelief. <laughs> and Zach hands out, I'd love to spend a night in the mall. I don't know Why? But well, obviously the stores would be closed. But there's there's one movie, for, as I segue again, there's a movie from the 90s called Career Opportunities. It stars uh, Jennifer Connelly. And it's about a, a dude who gets a job as a nighttime... It, his the, his job title is Night Cleanup Boy. <laughs> so he ends up being the night cleanup boy at a, at a Target. And he's the only one there. And he spends the night... Before Jennifer Connelly shows up because she snuck into a a women's change room and stayed there, and we discover her later. But the dude, he ends up he ends up finishing his cleaning duties early. So then he spends until he discovers Lisa or Jennifer Connelly. He spends the rest of his shift until discovering her, just pissing around, watching TV, eating food off the shelves, going roller skating. (laughs) I'd love to do that, man. (sighs) Anyway. So they all agree to spend uh, the night in the mall. And Zach hands out $200 to everybody. Alright. $200. So that's uh, five of them. So that's a uh, $1,000. <laughs> anyway. He gives them this money to help kill the time. And while doing so. We see the two mystery dudes from earlier watching them. Which Kelly notices. And then the gang comes up with a plan to hide the money in Lisa's shoebox split up and meet up at the movies later as screech creates a diversion by pretending he's a monkey and which works as it distracts the two mystery dudes and uh, the rest of the group scatter. And we then go to the shoe store where Lisa's trying on shoes and she's joined by Kelly and Kelly's there to meet Lisa and go meet everyone else at the movies. And then we suddenly hear a ruckus in the shoe store and it's the mystery dudes. And this forces Lisa and Kelly to quickly run out of the store. And we then go to the movie theater. The classic Saved by the Bell movie theater. Which isn't so much a movie theater as it's a a place with a bunch of folding chairs. But (laughs) okay. (laughs) Hey, it works. Whatever. You know, suspension of disbelief. (sighs) I can't imagine watching a movie in those seats. But hey, anyway. Anyway, Lisa and Kelly are frantic when they arrive as they join Zack and Slater. And Kelly is convinced that the two guys are out to kill them. But Zack and Slater reassure her that the guys are just shoppers. Screech then arrives wearing a Superman costume complete with padded muscles. Because he doesn't want to be recognized. <laughs> the movie begins and we twirly wipe to later on in the movie... And we see Zack and Slater mock the romantic scenes in the movie, which angers Lisa and Kelly, who then move to the seats in front of them. Zack and Slater continue to mock the movie while Screech watches on. And this makes Lisa get up and turn, and she cusses them out, which is when she spots the two mystery dudes who are now sitting in the back row of the movie theater. Zack then comes up with a plan to all leave casually one at a time, which they do. The two dudes then get up and chase after them. And we then head back to the food court where plans are made to sleep in the mall and call parents telling them that that everybody is sleeping over at someone else's house. So Zach calling his mom and he's probably going to tell his mom that he's sleeping at screeches and you know that kind of stuff. (sighs) Terrible kids. Anyway, uh, Zach then comes up with the idea for everyone to sleep in a tent at a nearby sporting goods store. And he distracts the salesman in the store. And everyone sneaks inside the tent. Well, not everyone. uh, Kelly and Lisa sneak in first. Zach then sends the salesman to the back to bring out a bunch of footballs. And when the salesman leaves, everyone else climbs into the tent. They zip up the door. The salesman returns to find Zach gone. And the salesman decides that it's closing time. He starts to close the store when the two mystery guys show up at the door. But they're turned away by the salesman who locks everything up. And we then go to the next morning. Where the group are in f- are uh, the first in line in the ticket line for the U2, co- the U2 tickets. The box office opens. Zach tells uh, the ticket guy f- that uh, he wants the maximum ten tickets per person. And there's five of them. And he wants the best seats that he can find. The uh, ticket guy finds the seats, and the total comes to $3,000. Zach asks Lisa for the money. Lisa goes into one of her shoe boxes and sees that the money is gone. And we go to commercial. And after the commercial, the gang is in the food court, and Zach believes that Lisa accidentally mixed up the boxes the previous day when she was at the shoe store. So they all head back there to look. And at the shoe store, Zach comes up with a plan to have Lisa and Kelly try on a bunch of shoes while he, Screech, and Slater check the, all of the boxes. And we then twirly wipe, and we see that the shoe, that the shoe store has been turned into, into a complete mess as the gang has gone through all the boxes without getting in trouble and getting kicked out of the store with, because suspension of disbelief. <laughs> Zach notices one last box, and he heads over to it. And he grabs it, but he grabs it at the same time as the old lady that we saw in the ticket line the previous day. Because either she also slept in the mall, or she went to the mall the very next day. Not that that's not impossible. I've gone to the same mall two days in a row. Maybe once. Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, I did. I I did when I bought a a video game, brought it home, didn't like it, returned it the next day. (laughs) Zach tries to pull the box from the woman but she holds on to it until Lisa says that she's Lisa says look Kevin Costner and this forces the lady to release the box because apparently she's a big Kevin costner fan Kevin Costner was pretty big back in uh uh this time 1991 uh I think this uh, he had done dancing with wolves I think he may have also just come off of uh, dick Tracy that's not Kevin costner that's uh what the hell was that guy's name uh, that was other guy. <laughs> yeah, Ke- so Kevin Costner was uh, kind of big at this time. Uh, anyway, so she let go of the box. They open the box and they find the money. Because it's always in the last place you look. Because after you've found it, there's no reason to keep looking. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> anyway, suddenly the two mystery dudes appear. And they tell the gang that they just want to talk to them. And the gang's not interested as Slater tackles the dudes and the gang runs off. And they are then called out by the mall cop. And the group decide to run into the shop from earlier the previous day where they saw the mannequin wedding display. (laughs) And we then twirly wipe. And we see the group are now dressed as the mannequins in the window of the wedding uh, scene. And we see Screech as the priest. Zach and Slater are the groom and the best man. And Kelly is the bride, and Lisa is the maid of honor, and we get one of my favorite <laughs> scenes in *Saved by the Bell* universe history.
1: We should have turned the money right when we found it, Lisa. Why did you have to be so nosy? Pick up that bag. Yeah, I don't blame so. this on me. Zach's the one with all the what? bright ideas. What? <laughs> hey, God, it's like straight. Yeah, how
3: can you say that? How can you say this is my fault? None of this would have happened if Screech just stayed in line like he was supposed to. Don't blame me. Um, he was
2: just falling out your jump scheme. Oh no, 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 it was
3: Slater's idea.
2: Me? See? Payjack. Oh, <laughs>
3: Have to figure a way out of this.
2: Why can't we just use the front door? Mm. Screech? <laughs>
1: Don't make you clever a priest. Then we have to find a way to return the money. Maybe
0: if we. <laughs> I friggin' love it. I mean, just listening to the audio. This is something you've got to see. So if you can find this scene on YouTube, you've got to see it. I love My favorite pose out of all those pauses was definitely the choke pose where we see Slater with a big smile on his face and Zach behind him with a big smile as Lisa's choking out Screech. <laughs> Seriously, if you can find it anywhere, go watch this scene. This is, this is awesome, 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 awesome. It's because of this scene specifically that this is one of my favorite episodes because just very, very, uh, very creative. And pulled off excellently. <laughs> Just Slater's big smile as everybody's running, gun like trying to choke out screech, and they all got to smile as well. <laughs> and anyway, we then go back to the food court, where we see the mall cop enjoying coffee and a donut.
3: up. I am glad we found you. We need your help. Look, these two
2: mob guys are chasing us. They want
1: this money bag that we found here yesterday. Or they're gonna kill us. Is
2: that a jelly donut? Yes. <laughs> Which means I'm on break. Come back in 10 minutes. What? Oh,
1: 10 minutes? In 10 minutes, we're going to be wearing cement boots, sleeping in the ocean with the fishies. All right, all
2: right. It's over. Now, what can I do for you? Oh, oh, oh. Save us from those guys. <laughs> Why should I? I'm with them. Oh. What? I
3: want my mommy. All right, kids. Hang over the dough. All right? All right? Here you go. See you. You're not going anywhere. We've got a surprise for you. We're
1: We're dead! dead!
2: No, kids! You're on Candid Video! Wave to everyone at home!
1: The television show?
3: You mean you've been videotaping this whole thing? (laughs) Oh, that's right. The ticket line, the movies, the boutique,
2: everything. Well, this and for being guests on our show, Candid Video is going to give you five front row tickets to the YouTube concert.
3: Oh, five front row tickets? And hey, do you know how much money we could get for these? No! Oh,
0: uh, yes, I love it. And you got to love Kelly being Kelly when she says, swimming with the fishies. <laughs> uh, but that was that great episode. As I said, one of my all-time favorites. Definitely uh, top five of, of my all time, I would say. Just just for that, the, the window scene, the mannequin, the, the pause scene alone. Just, I love that scene. I've always loved that scene. I've always laughed out loud at that scene, including when I watched this that episode or this episode for this episode of Bayside Buddy, a Save by the Bell podcast, which will be returning next week as we'll be checking out Save by the Bell season three, episodes 17 and 18, entitled SATs. And Palm Springs weekend part one. So uh, we're not, we're gonna see part one there and then part three the following week. Serialengrave at I Am Nereby on Twitter and Instagram, Nearby do on Twitch, come watch me play video games. I current I just recently started playing a game called Detroit Become Human. It's excellent, it's very it's like a choose your own adventure, it's more like a movie than a game. Starring, among others, Clancy Brown. For those who don't know who Clancy or don't remember who Clancy Brown is, if you remember the movie Shawshank Redemption, there was the lead uh, security guard who was real hard-ass. That's Clancy Brown. And he does uh, voice acting and uh, a main character who's modeled after him and even looks like Clancy Brown. So come watch me play that game. Twitch, Nairbydo, N-A-I-R-B-Y-D-O. Serialgrapies.com. Go there for more episodes of Bayside Buddy episodes of a Degrassi old school podcast called Degrassi Buddy movie commentaries because there's nothing like if you don't want to if you want to watch a movie and don't want to clean your disgusting dirty house movie buddy Watch a movie with a buddy. I'm your buddy. And we will see you next time Bayside Buddy buddy. Smile and do the
2: Slater strut.